Hillary Will there be a gag order? Planning protests in New York My City to live. coincide with the arraignment of Donald Trump. The New York City mayor, Eric Adams, had stern warnings for Marjorie Taylor Greene and those who seek to come to New York City and commit crimes. 60 Minutes on CBS lost all credibility this weekend, doing a disgusting puff piece on Marjorie Taylor Greene, which saw their ratings plummet 33%. Now, here's the thing. You know, the media is enamored with normalizing these fascist figures, ostensibly because they think it's good for their ratings when it's actually the exact opposite. Look, people despise Donald Trump. People despise Marjorie Taylor Greene, and people despise the MAGA movement, and they despise media networks that are complicit in normalizing their hate and disinformation. When will they learn? Jack Smith, need I say more? I need not, because the mere mention of his name scares Donald Trump. But I shall, because discussing Jack's wins scares Donald Trump even more. And there wouldn't be a show if I just said Jack Smith. Jack got the goods. New reporting nice. suggests Jack Smith has key evidence linking Donald Trump directly to felony obstruction of justice charges. Nice. You can see Donald Trump go to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. The term laboratories yes. of autocracy. It's a term that Don't was coined by us David Pepper, friend good of time. Life in prison? Question. <laughs> Did you just say it? <laughs> Prison? Did you just say he's spending life in his the rest of his life in prison? Party. Fucking lock. Popcorn, not fucking don't. The Midas Touch Network to discuss how certain red states were testing policies like laboratories, if you will, to destroy democratic institutions in their states as models for the MAGA Republican nationwide plan. Let's discuss what's happening in Tennessee and Florida, where MAGA Republicans in those... Okay, I'm uh, posting... Trista, that's annoying. <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm posting on Instagram. It's all parts of the... Show man, dance, dance, dance. Okay, dance, 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 dance. You are the person with oh. the gun. The person who would do anything to protect oh, the man. ones who did 
you know that you could go to jail simply for good. doing the right thing to keep your family safe? Don't him on the show also, <sighs> and Tennessee Representative Justin Pearson. Judge issue a gag order. When will the indictment be unsealed? Discuss. Yeah. Taylor Green yeah. and Magari Publishers are planning protests in New York City to coincide with the arraignment That's of That's fucking Donald sedition. Trump, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. That's had fucking sedition. Green and those who seek to come to New York City and commit crimes. 60 minutes. Again, exclamation point. Another insurrection. Why? This is, um, um... Yeah. Trista, what the fuck, man? We want to listen to the show. Well, I want to get the comment in right as he said it. I think that's... on CBS lost all credibility this weekend doing a disgusting puff piece on Marjorie Taylor Greene, which saw their ratings plummet 33%. Now, here's the thing. You know, the media is enamored with normalizing these fascist figures, ostensibly... Krista. I'll try to be quick. I'm tweeting this. because they think it's good for their ratings, it's actually the exact opposite. People despise Trump. People despise Marjorie Taylor Greene. And people despise the MAGA movement. And they despise media networks that are complicit in normalizing their hate and disinformation. When will they learn? Jack Smith, need I say more? I need not, because the mere mention of his name scares Donald Trump. But I shall, because discussing Jack's wins 
scares Donald Trump even more. <laughs> and there wouldn't be a show if I just said Jack Smith. Jack <laughs> got the goods. New reporting suggests Jack Smith has key evidence linking Donald Trump directly to felony obstruction of justice charges that could see Donald Trump go to jail for the rest of his life. The term, Laboratories of Autocracy, it's a term that was coined by David Pepper, friend of the Midas Touch Network, to discuss how certain red states were testing policies like laboratories, if you will, to destroy democratic institutions. It's about damn time. Back in black. I'm just to go do some, uh, do something outside and uh, just listen and stop, stop interrupting. Just uh, fucking annoying. Okay, I get it. Institutions gotcha. in their gotcha. states as models for the MAGA Republican nationwide plan. Let's discuss what's happening in Tennessee and Florida, where MAGA Republicans in those states have just completely abandoned democracy and operate fascist state governments. And finally, President Biden is in Minnesota sharing his Invest in America plan, unleashing a manufacturing and innovation boom. Normal. What government supposed to do? Can we talk about jobs? Can we talk about getting people health care? Can we talk about the things that Americans care about and stop this MAGA Republican nonsense, please? This is the Midas Touch Podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy. What's up, Ben? What's up, Midas Mighty? What's up, Jordy? It's great to see everybody here on the Midas Touch Podcast. Always great to be with you. And I gotta say, we're watching that 60 Minutes disaster, watching the latest coverage on the cable news, uh, in the legacy media, reading these headlines that they say about these deranged Donald Trump rallies. You know, and oftentimes, when in, in normal circumstances, stuff like that would get me down. It would make me depressed. It would make me angry. And don't get me wrong, it still does make me incredibly Don't get me wrong. The same exact traps that they've fallen into. Absolutely nothing about how to cover these fascists. But the reason why it doesn't get me down the way it used to is because we have the Midas Mighty. We have all of you out here. And I know I am eager every single day to get here on this show and to be able to hit you with the facts actually cover these stuff the way that it's supposed to be covered, and that's why I am more motivated, actually, by watching the disastrous coverage that we see. But, oh, there's good news on the horizon, too, folks. Tuesday, if you're listening to this on audio, that is today. If you're watching us live, that is tomorrow. Donald Trump 
being arraigned, everybody. This is good news. Excited to talk about that. Excited that we have to dig into the laboratories of autocracy that Ben was talking about. What's happening in Tennessee right now is absolutely disgusting. We need to give the people of Tennessee a megaphone. We need to be able. We need to be showing this to yeah. all the Americans out there. We need to be watching what Ron DeSantis is doing, and I'm so excited to break it all down. Jordy, how are you doing today? Hey, brothers. Hey, might is mighty. Man, Brad, just like you, this is the highlight of my week right here. Our shows, the bi-weekly shows, I absolutely love it. And I love yeah. it because of exactly what we saw today. The legacy <laughs> media is not up for this moment. You can't trust them to cover this honestly and with the diligence that it needs. Those motherfuckers. So Charged Fox is co-conspirators. We're all talking. I get excited. I do. Because I'm like, hey, I get to hang out with sane, rational people who actually truly care about democracy and not how big Donald Trump's plane is. So, hey, thank you for tuning in and joining the show early. This is going to be an excellent episode. Make sure you're subscribed right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel or on audio or both. And let's get the show on the road, folks. You know, part of this propaganda propagated by MAGA Republicans, right, is to make their small size, to use Stormy Daniels' uh, statement, their tiny, tiny size, to make it feel bigger than they really are, right? That's why they're obsessed with crowd size. That's why they're obsessed with the ratings and the numbers, right? But they don't have the numbers, okay? Thank you. And then... And the media networks just keep on getting faked out and just saying, or, or maybe they're not getting faked out. I mean, they're probably straight complicit, but they go on and they basically try to make. Don't get me wrong. Say hello not to go ride. Don't get me wrong. Let's see here. And I charge. Might as thank you. Um, I'm gonna you know my touch and my cellus. Come on, man. My cellus. Come on, man. If I can get them to like forward my tweets or you know social media posts, Brett and Jordy too. Jordy. Fast and uh, several times so far uh, to be put on their list of affiliated podcasts, which would be quite a boon. Not which in terms of my platform. <clears throat> Okay, uh, got a hundred likes. 
on something. Somebody started PCFL Florida. No, oh, I'm already following. They started following me. People like my reels and my photo. I just I'm boosting a couple a couple things like calling on my sketch to uh, to call for the removal of these fucking insurrectionists. These people bigger figures than they are, Brett. You. the Marjorie Taylor Greene appearance. Now, CBS and 60 Minutes, I presume, did that because they think they're just going to shock everybody and get these great ratings. Well, ratings were down 33% from that episode because people don't want to watch a fascist traitor have a puff piece made against her. So... Oh, shit, I gotta take care of my birdies. Um... So people tune it out. We knew it was going to be a tough season. 60 Minutes tweeted about it. And pull that tweet up one more time there, Brett. This is, we're not even going to show you the video clips. Because, frankly, no, if we showed not. you the clips, I'm not, I'm not even going to promote that in any way. But this is what 60 Minutes said. They go, Georgia Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, nicknamed MTG, isn't afraid to share her opinions, no matter how intense and in-your-face they are. She sits down with Leslie Stahl this Sunday on 60 Minutes. Look, it's not that her opinions are intense, nor is it that her opinions are in my face. I don't know what that means up there. Just hitting my face, her opinions? Opinion, her opinion, opinion, opinion. Her, her views are fascist. Her views are traitorous. She sees the things abhorrent lie, and they not just need to be victims, need to be checked. called out each and every second, and you can't platform that nonsense. So she goes and does this interview when she calls Democrats pedophiles, or they're the party of pedophilia. Oh and uh, and Leslie Stahl just sits there and goes, hmm. okay. <laughs> Okay, you know, if, if, if you're going to do that, interview, how do you not have the list of yeah. the actual hundreds of thousands, thousands, I was going to say hundreds in the past, things that you have multiple videos. Yeah, we had to do a video, and honestly, we, when we cut the video off at six minutes, where we listed all of the Republican sex crimes two videos. videos. We actually made a follow-up video because there were that many more, including like just in the past.
week. Some of these people have actually gotten their prison sentence after being convicted. But you could go. I think Daily Coast has like a, a list of the thousands and thousands of Republicans. And all Leslie Stahl had to do, she knew she was going to be confronted with that. She knew she was asking that question. You need to be armed with the facts in order to clap back against that sort of thing. Hey, one of the recent speakers of the House of the Republican Party, Speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert. That's not, that's how you um fucking destroy the Republicans. somebody who has absolutely zero shame whatsoever. And literally, within the 24 hours before and after this interview, we've seen some of the most vile, vile tweets that we've ever oh, seen from Marjorie Taylor Greene. And we're not even getting to the that part of cut. her stalking school shooting survivors and yelling at them, or saying that Sandy Hook was a false flag, or saying that 9-11 is a conspiracy theory. They must theory all be removed from Congress. Right. All the BS that Fourteenth Amendment. She spews all the toxicity that she spews. Now she's trying to go to New York, and her thing and the Republicans' thing is let's just talk a lot of trash about New York. We're just gonna we we could openly just hate on the country. All we do with MAGA, all we do is we talk about how crappy the United States of America is. We talk about how it's shitty our cities are. We talk about how country. how just disgusting well, the United. States GOP traders. You insurrection. Uh. 
must be must be uh, charged. Thank you for doing your fucking job. Thank you for doing your job. Give you a fucking prize. <laughs> That's all that is. <laughs> okay, um... If and when you do it, <laughs> okay, right, 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 right. Come on, man. Okay, now I need to um, share this with Christopher Fries. Good job, just, uh... <laughs> yeah. breaking. United States of America. MAGA is a movement that actually despises America. And if you don't believe me, listen to any speech at a Trump rally, listen mm -hmm. to any Marjorie Taylor Greene speech, look at her Twitter feed, whatever you Fucking want. Traitor. It is a fundamentally anti-American movement. Bombs? They, they do hate bombs. this country, they hate the institutions, and they hate democracy, and they want to see democracy replaced with autocracy. And this is going to be a theme that ties in later in the episode when we come back. Videoed. And looks just like the perp. The Justice Department. Come on, fuckers, do your job. Around and we start talking about what happens, what's happening right now in Tennessee, what's happening in Florida. Because you see what happens when these MAGA maniacs, you see exactly what happens when they actually get that supermajority, when they actually get 
the power that they so desperately crave, when they are allowed to go unchecked. That's when you see the true nature of a cult. Okay. The Justice Department. Breaking. Fucking New York Times. Yeah, look into it, motherfuckers. Look just like her to me. And terrorism. Motherfucking cunt. FBI fucking tag the FBI uh, most wanted Get MTG in there. Tag. Congress, why don't they fucking look into it?
Okay. Tag people. At the minus touch. Jesus Christ. Um, Trista, this is getting a little bit boring. Okay. Citizens for Ethics, Gender Six Committee, Justice Democrats. Oh shit. Got too much going on, Trista. Just listen. Shit. Stop lobbying, Trista. Political party. And you know what? We've seen what the Democrats do when they have control yeah. of all the chambers, mm -hmm. right? We saw that in the last uh, Congress when Democrats controlled the House, barely the Senate, if you want to say that, and the presidency. They were pushing things like, let's cap insulin prices. Let's try to stop gouging at the gas pump. These are the things the Democrats were focused on, trying to pass bill after bill after bill. But when the Republicans get into power and they have super majorities in these state legislatures, perhaps where it's the most important, what do they do? They start unleashing their brand of fascism, trying to strip any opposition of power, going after businesses, everything that they claim to be for as quote unquote conservative, free market conservative. That all goes straight out the window the second they have power. That's why you can't let them frame the debate. That's why you need to be on the offense. And that's why you need to call these traitors out and not mince words and not pretend like we are living in normal times. Enough is enough, folks. And we, we are here. We are the line of defense. And we are the offense to go against them. That's a bread rate right there. Let's go. Oh, my. I need a microphone that I could just drop when you guys do these early bread early, early, often. I told you, I'm and, fired and, up. I've been good. excited to be on this show because I've been so enraged by the coverage I'm seeing, and I'm enraged by what I'm seeing out right. there across the country. It is infuriating, but at least I know that we here have a voice, that our listeners have a voice, and the Midas Mighty is strong. We just blew past the million subscribers on YouTube. Oh, we have cool. millions of other followers on all of our other platforms and Subscribe. listeners. Keep subscribing. Hit subscribe. It's free. And the reason that I love those numbers is not just because, oh, look, we got a lot of followers. How cool. It's because every single one of those numbers, every single one of those people, that's a person. That's a yes. person with a megaphone, with a voice, who could use it. And collectively, our voices are actually louder and more powerful than the MAGA voices, than the Fox News voices, than all this corruption that we are seeing. That's why I am happy to see it. That was like a little earthquake, Brett Rant. With the, you, you got the main one, and then you got a little aftershock. Yeah, on, aftershock. I love, I love, let me comment on the, on the 60 Minutes story real quick before, <laughs> we, before we move on. Intense opinion. Intense opinion. That is so intellectually dishonest. It is under. In, tell me what's an intense opinion that Marjorie in, that that she wants to shoot Nancy Pelosi in the head. That she's a, that she agrees with that. That that that's what you're calling an, an intense opinion. That she accosts David Hogg on the street, uh, a, a high school gun survivor of a school shooting. That he calls it. That she calls him uh, um, a crisis actor. That that's what that's what she that's what 60 Minutes is, is telling you is an intense opinion. There has to be a way to differentiate truth from fiction without sugarcoating it. It's 2023. You can't be afraid to call a fascist a fascist and a lunatic a lunatic. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is a lunatic. I want you to notice in the edit, uh, if you notice this, Jordy, um, as an editor, I certainly picked up on it, is there was not a lot of pushback on Marjorie Taylor Greene in person. A lot of the pushback that they actually had was edited in after the fact. So there was not a lot of in-person confrontation. So they'd let her say it, 
Leslie Stahl would say something like, okay, wow, that was a lot. And then they would cut to a piece in 20, nah, nah, Marjorie Town was ringing real fast, da, 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 da. And then they showed her thing. It's really just not as effective as actually putting that person in the hot seat and making them answer for it right then and there. And then they also did like bizarre things. Like I think it was the part where she was speaking about Parkland where she, you know, called Christ Sacker, all the stuff you were just saying. I think as she was talking about the lies, they would like show vi videos of her like working out in the gym. Um, Leslie Stahl like went to her dining room and they were like looking through photos. Marjorie Taylor Green likes to keep fit. They were like in her kitchen and all that stuff. It's like, like why, why, what are we doing here? Like, what, what, what are we doing? And you could be, do a critical piece of somebody as you should because objectively this person is poison. And it should be critical if you are being an honest broker of, of the news. Yeah. You could do that, A, without interviewing her. B, if you're going to interview her, you need to hold her feet to the fire and not be like, oh, look at these cute pictures in your living room. Oh, so look at the workout routine. I mean, like, what, what are we doing, folks? Look what, at the what workout. Are we doing here? Look at the workout routine. Marjorie Taylor Green would say things like, what, are you going to fact check all of my statements from kindergarten through 12th grade? Uh, no, but we are going to fact check you, and these are in kindergarten, kindergarten through 12th grade. By the way, if you made racist and despicable comments kindergarten through 12th grade, I, I still think you, you, you may need to explore that. Um, but these are statements that you made, like, yesterday. Like, yeah. These are statements that you made a week ago. These are statements that you still continue to make, and you know, one of the things that she's been posting about are these protests that she wants to hold uh, in New York, and she's doing it with uh, a group called the New York Young Republicans Club. And the New York Young Republicans Club just put out uh, a statement that says, um, President Trump embodies the American people, our psyche, from the id to the superego, as does no other figure. His soul is totally bonded with our core values and emotions, and he is our total and indisputable champion. The tremendous connection threatens the established order. I mean, that's, that's the group. The call. That's, that's like, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty wild over the past few years to see the de-evolution of the New York Republican, young Republicans. I mean, that's just one quote I've seen dozens more from yeah. them. And they are straight up just a, a fascist movement. Remember they held that event, too, that... I think was Marjorie at that event. I think yeah, Dan she was there. there. It, it was like a fascist event. Santos was there. She Santos, was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene actually gave a speech at the event where she had said some just completely insane and deranged yes, things, yes. and you know, and she was threatening people, you know, and then she goes, "Oh, I wasn't threatening people. I was just giving a hypothetical." Well, here's this. Here's what she's posting uh, on Twitter about these protests that she wants to have around the arraignment, and she says. Protesting is a constitutional right, and I am going to New York on Tuesday to protest this unprecedented abuse of our justice system and election interference. I also reject any attempt in anyone who dresses in MAGA, but incites violence or commits violence while pretending to be one of us. You are not one of us. You are one of them. We will not live in fear, and we will lawfully stand against tyranny and corruption while we show our support for President Trump. He's, again, not the president. And what, she's already setting up? She's already setting up a conspiracy that it's going to be like Antifa when there's violence and yeah, that exactly. it's other people doing not the...
this or anything like that. We have the clip from Eric Adams, mayor of New York, and this is what Eric Adams had to say to Marjorie Taylor Greene. City in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread mis misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you are. Yeah, and then Marjorie Taylor Greene responded that that was a threat directed at her and that New York City Mayor Eric Adams was now weaponizing the government against her and she made a statement about such, such a MAGA tactic. All, all such of a sudden, play, 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 play the victim. After you instigate, oh, and say, oh, what are you doing? How, are you, how could you come after me like this? I mean, look, I, I, I'm not making a prediction, but I just, I'm just going to say I would not be surprised if she actually tries to get arrested tomorrow as, as some sort of political stunt statement, or if you will. She, she, she's so far gone and so dangerous to our democracy that anything is possible. I hope she does. <laughs> now you just arrest her. Just enough, enough. If she's gonna go, whatever. Um, she has, and she wrote like I guess she just got to New York, and so like I said earlier, like her first thing is to just crap on New York. Like she goes to the city, and then she just like it's horrible here. Oh my god! It's like I, I don't know how these people get through the day. Like like you know we're we're all from New York. I love New York City. Uh, this is what Marjorie Taylor saying about New York. I can imagine a Democrat saying about this. Anyone, Idaho, this shithole. Like, I'm, could you just imagine? Just once, Marjorie Taylor Greene goes, Mayor Adams, I'm disgraced. DA, disgraced. DA, what a freaking clown. Alvin Bragg should be ashamed of themselves. On my way to my hotel in New York City, I've seen many people so drugged up that they can't even stand up. They just fall over on the sidewalks from using drugs at Mayor Adams' free drug use centers. But all these communist Democrats care about is arresting President Trump for their made-up crimes. I just don't know how someone like this goes through a day. Like, wakes up and just is so angry. Wakes up, first thing, let's tweet negatively about New York. No, I got an idea. Let's actually go to New York and I'll live-tweet fake things that I see in the street just to own the lids. Unbelievable. You know, I was asked this question. I went on I, I went on the weekend show with Anthony Davis. It was a, that was a great episode. All the shows are great episodes. That was an especially great episode seeing you on there. I didn't know you were going on. Now, now, yeah, well, thank you, Jordy. Um, but what I said is that, like, for Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, right, being a MAGA Republican, being in the Republican Party, is frankly the only job they could ever get anywhere, right? Yeah, they're it, is the, it, it is the highest, they, they are unemployable anywhere else because there's no other job really in America where you could just harass people and lie and spread conspiracy theories like that and just be completely incompetent and be unhinged and not do any research, right? The MAGA Republican Party provides a outlet for really people who are kind of can't get jobs anywhere else. That's why they flock to this, uh, you know, flock to this completely deranged movement. Brett, and as you mentioned, you know, it was interesting to see, you know, how the young Republicans of New York took this turn. That's just who the Republican Party is now. That's why I always say large media networks can no longer talk 
about things the way they used to. You can't have a paradigm where you're like Democrats, progressives, liberal, Republicans, conservative. It's not. I mean, there is a MAGA Republican fascist party whose leadership, not fringe, is Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, their cult leader, Donald Trump. But then you got Jim Jordan, you know, Matt Gates, the, the, the whole crew of them. That's, that's George Santos. That's just who they are. And I'm sorry, that is not a conservative movement. There's nothing conservative about those views, about those... And if they were fringe figures, if, if this was Marjorie Taylor Greene, random lady from Rome, Georgia, with a podcast or something, you know, like... And if all of them were like that, we'd be like, okay, these are uh, random people, though, who have found their home in the Republican Party, with it, which is worth some introspection on their part. But at least they're not promoting these kinds of people. These, these people aren't the actual people with the power. And for a long time, that's what the Republican Party was. The Republican Party, for a very long time, had these forces within it. But they were able to do a fairly okay job at keeping them sort of underground. Yep. For a little bit. I mean, I always think back to that John McCain clip uh, during the uh, the town hall that he had when he was going up against uh, President Obama, when that woman said, uh, you know, Obama, he's a, a Muslim, a Muslim, right? And and uh, John McCain said, listen, but we don't deal in conspiracy theories here. He's a good man. I respect uh, uh, President Obama or Barack Obama, I'm not sure he was president at the time there. And so that was the Republican Party back then. Today they go, you want to run for Congress, lady? That's a great platform right there. Let's make you the de facto speaker of the House. Let's put you on the Education Committee. Let's push you on the Homeland Security Committee. I'll push, I'll push back on you slightly, though, with McCain, though. McCain wanted to appease the crazies. McCain wanted oh, to yeah. appease that crowd. That's why he had Sarah Palin, and he, and he, yep. insta and he instantly regretted it. He knew he made a mistake. And his view and what his advisors had told him is, if you want to win, you have to appeal to that base. At that time, I think we were better equipped with the way media was at that time yeah. and, the way, and the way society had not let down its guard. So when Sarah Palin was doing that routine, people were like, okay, that is some completely crazy stuff. 100% accurate, Ben, 100%. And at that point, I mean, social media isn't what it was today. Exactly. Um, we didn't have the proliferation of the disinformation that was being spread everywhere. And today, I hate to say it, but you look at Sarah Payton, who tried and, and unsuccessfully tried to, to run in, in the last elections and, and lost. You look at somebody like that and... You're like, oh, that's just the normal of the republic. Like that's the baseline. Like, like she's not even crazy for this modern day Republican Party anymore. Like that's the norm for them. And then there are some people who are slightly less crazy, and most of them who are far crazier than her. They took the baton and the crazy baton, and they ran, man. They, they ran. There's crazy. Their their former indicted president has a band called the J Six Choir. Crazy. That's that. I mean, that sums it up for you right there. That's who. That's who this Republican Party is. And speaking of which, apparently the J6 choir was at Mar-a-Lago this past weekend, and uh, Alina Habba, Donald Trump's lawyer, gave an interview where she talked about over the weekend Donald Trump was hanging out with the J6 choir. Uh, 
in the J6 families, and he said that they were in prayers together, and um, and it was, you know, something that she said was an incredible sight to behold. And at the same time, you have that. You have Jim Jordan, the MAGA Republican who chairs the Judiciary Committee. I, I just want to say this about, you know, Jim Jordan. All there's a lot I could say about Jim Jordan, but I, I want to I want to say this though too. Jim Jordan is not a licensed lawyer. Okay, so setting aside how incompetent he is, how deranged he is, right? Let's just start with basic competence and then let's get to deranged, right? Wouldn't you want the person leading the Judiciary Committee, the Judiciary Committee, to be someone who has passed the minimal competency exam for being a licensed attorney in any state. Let's begin with that baseline. For MAGA Republicans, the answer is no. And what I'm I'm not saying that you have to pass the bar exam to be smart, that the bar exam is actually a good test to determine if you are a good lawyer. I took the bar exam at California. It was three days. It was like six hours each day. I left that exam and did it make me a better lawyer after passing it? Uh, truthfully, I don't think so. But <laughs> it's still the minimal competency exam for having your license. And Jim Jordan doesn't have a law license. And that's, you know, so he does the routine where he rolls up his, his sleeves and he doesn't wear a jacket. And frankly, you could just tell that psychologically, he's someone who is just so jealous of a Jamie Raskin, right? He so wants to be and Eric Swalwell, for example, and he can't intellectually compete with them. He doesn't have any of their skills and attributes, and he's not a licensed lawyer. Okay, then we can get into the fact that Jim Jordan is just a heinous human being after we get past threshold of having no competence whatsoever. We could talk about the fact that Jim Jordan covered up sexual abuse at the college where he worked in the wrestling department, and then he was crying to people who were sexually assaulted, telling them, please do not go public, please do not go public, and he tried to retaliate against actual whistleblowers. We could go there, but going back to what I said about Republicans, Jim Jordan couldn't get a job anywhere else as a lawyer because he ain't one. Okay, and he really couldn't get a job anywhere else because he's incompetent and a disgusting human being, yet he's the person who they have lead the Judiciary Committee. This is what Jim Jordan said as a result of the various investigations into Donald Trump. He talks about defunding the FBI and DOJ over this weekend here. Let's play this clip of, of Jim Jordan saying this. Play it. Our job, but we're legislators. Our job is to pass pass legislation, write laws and pass legislation. So we'll look at that. Okay. And maybe most importantly, Maria, is we control the power of the purse. And that's we're going to have to look at the appropriations process and limit funds going to some of these agencies, particularly the ones who are engaged in the most egregious behavior. So the DOJ and the FBI. Yeah. And, and what I'd really like, frankly, I'd really like for the government just to stay out of the election process. I mean, heinous heinous. Maria Bartiromo, who's one of the central figures in the defamation lawsuit by Dominion against Fox, which is set to go to trial in the next few weeks, will be great when she takes the stand. And they just go up there and just disparage the FBI and the DOJ, and you've got to defund it. By the way, 
You can be critical. I'm okay with being critical. Is the FBI right about everything? Is the DOJ right about it? Of course be critical of them. But you are doing it because they are engaged in a criminal investigation of Donald Trump because Donald Trump engages in criminal conduct in front of all of our eyes. You want to talk about the document case where Donald Trump stole thousands of government records? He had two years to turn over the records before finally the Department of Justice was like, okay, I guess we have to now issue a search warrant because he keeps on lying to us. Okay, all Donald Trump had to do is what any normal human being would do in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, okay, they, they know I have the documents, okay? I'm going to now take the documents that I took and I shouldn't have taken it. The National Archives has asked for it back. I'm going to return it to them. And does Donald Trump do that? No. What does he do? He lies to them over and says, you have all of the records. You have all of the records. So they have to refer it to the Department of Justice because they keep on being lied to by him. And then the Department of Justice is like, hey, can we please get our records back? And he's like, I've turned it over. And then he turns over like 15 boxes in January of 2022 where he like cherry picks himself the documents he wants to turn over, turns those over, and DOJ's like, okay, we know you still have these documents. Can you please, we have a log of them. Can you please turn them over? Nothing's gonna happen, just please turn them over to us. They don't belong to you. Donald Trump doesn't do it. So the DOJ's like, okay, you know, it's like 14 months have passed. Okay, we're gonna issue a subpoena. They, they issue a subpoena from a grand jury. Can you turn over these records? You're hereby commanded to. Then Donald Trump sets up a meeting with his attorneys, Evan Corcoran and uh, Christina Bob, and in a red weld folder, they picked 37 documents. And we now learned from the new evidence that Jack Smith has, it was actually Donald Trump who selected these documents himself. And it was Donald Trump himself who went through it and cherry-picked. And the lawyers were telling him, hey, you're violating the law. You, you need to turn over these and records. What are you doing? Listen. And Trump would say, ah, it's not a big Whoa, deal. Here you go. These are all the documents. There's, there's nothing else. So Donald Trump's lawyers in this red weld folder turn over 37 documents, a classified record, back to the Department of Justice's top counterintelligence officials. They sign an attestation under penalty of perjury that that's all of the records, and the Department of Justice knows that's a lie. So finally, on August 8th, they have to execute a search warrant, and what do they find? Thousands, not, not a dozen, thousands of government records and over a hundred classified records. Now, Donald Trump doesn't have to do It's not a politicization of anything. Any normal people, any normal person in that situation doesn't steal. You're not allowed to steal these records. Do we have, Brett, the Hannity interview Donald Trump? Hannity then asks him the question. And Hannity said... <laughs> I know Ben's dogs are really excited about the, about the new Jack Smith news. But no, Hannity asks Donald Trump the question. A simple question. And, and Hannity goes... Listen, I can't imagine you ever saying, bring me some of the boxes that we brought from the White House. I, I can't imagine you saying that. And Donald Trump's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll say that. I'll say that. And, and, and watch this clip because Hannity along the way tries to give Trump every single opportunity to say the correct thing. He's like, well, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. And Trump's like, no, 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 no. 
I would do that. I would absolutely <laughs> do that here. Here's the full clip, because you just got to hear it. You got to see it to believe it. I can't, I can't imagine you ever saying, um, bring me some of the boxes that we brought back from the White House. I'd like to look at them. Did you ever do that? I would have the right to do that. There's nothing wrong with but it. But I know you. I don't think you would do well, it. Well, I don't have a lot of time, but I would have the right to do that. I would do that. Could be All right, let me move on. Remember this. Yeah. This is the President's Records Act. I had the right to take stuff. Do you know that they ended up paying Richard Nixon, I think, $18 million for what he had? They did the Presidential Records Act. They okay. literally the presidential law. They It says the complete opposite. It literally says that you, Donald Trump, you, the president, these documents are not yours. The Presidential Records Act literally says the exact opposite of what Donald Trump is saying it says. It doesn't say, sure, all those documents are all yours. It literally says that they belong to the government and that they have to be taken care of. They have to be accounted for. It's, it's, it's clear as day. That's not even a debate. There is no alternate interpretation. That's it. That is the Presidential Records Act. It's just such a brazen lie. And like I said, Hannity tries to give him every opportunity. Okay, yes. we're, mo we're moving on now. We're moving on now. We're moving on. No, 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 no. And then at the end, I think just, you know, and to get into Donald Trump's state of mind just a little bit, yep. I thought it was very peculiar that Donald Trump at the end of it goes, they gave Richard Nixon $18 million for dollars for his documents. They totally. gave him it's a confession. Like, okay, so is that, uh, is that motive? Is, is that a little bit of your motivation? Did you want Brilliant. to extort the United States government for oh, these documents? Yeah, Were you hoping to get money, a premium yeah. to give these documents back? And you know Jack Smith is just watching all this and going, I can't believe Tell the guy just, the just said that out loud. And, and Jordy, before you go, that's some of the new bombshell evidence that Jack Smith has gathered. Jack Smith is asking witnesses questions like, was Trump showing these documents as trophies to donors? Mm -hmm. Was Trump going around and showing these to third parties? Yeah. And what was he doing yeah. with these documents? And by the way, we kind of know already the answers. Yes, I mean, remember, he's caught on tape with Bob Woodward showing him the classified documents with his letters with Kim Jong-un. Like, we, if he's doing it on the record with a reporter <laughs> and bragging to the reporter about how he has these records, he's doing it with everybody else. By the way, Jack Smith also now has evidence from one of Trump's top assistants um, showing, like, basically Trump's schedule every single day at Mar-a-Lago, so Jack Smith's got that information. Uh, Jack Smith's on Jack Smith. He's also got evidence how Trump himself was the one actually taking out these documents. Like, Trump himself, after the subpoena, was like, I want these, I don't want these, you can give these back, I'll take these back. Trump was asking the lawyers, like, hey, is this illegal? And the lawyers would say, yeah, and he would ignore that advice anyway. So when we see that indictment, by the way, that claim, obstruction of justice, has a sentence of 20 years. The mutilation concealment statute is like 10 years. And then the Espionage Act, I think, is three to five years. So you add all of these together with multiple counts, that's Trump being in jail for the rest of his life. Jordy. The Henry clip.
very serious. I, I just want to preface it. It's hilarious. I mean, every time these guys, every time Trump's on TV, every time his lawyer's on TV, they just further incriminate themselves at this point. Like, you just, honestly, you just have to appreciate it. They're just willing to confess their crimes on, on live TV. 